Welcome to episode 115 of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Saturday night. Myself, Drew Skyber, bringing you the news in this Wisconsin sports world here. And again, as I talked about last week, it's going to be recording around this time. Just a weird how the schedule works this week. Again, for those who don't, you viewed who don't know, I'm going to be in Vermont for five days. So it'll be an interesting experience. I'll be leaving tomorrow morning. So, um, it's a finance econ trip is what we're looking at uh, for these next five days. But don't worry, I got you covered with all sports content. I have some uh, some exciting stuff recorded with tournaments and stuff that I'm actually um, that'll be up on TikTok at your sports crew. I've posted a few of them already. Um, some might be seen as you know some controversial picks I have, especially in the world of baseball. But um, don't worry, I got you covered. All right. The, have this right, this episode we'll be talking about right now. If you're listening on other platforms, I might be in Vermont right now, but you know I, I'm making sure, of course, that it's going to be relevant content uh, involving things that are going to be taking place on Tuesday, May 23rd, for example, and and so forth. So um, all relevant stuff here, and then also um, on Tuesday there'll be an episode Journey to the Millionaireing. We were talking some fantasy football dilemmas that are still going on. Right. There's still um, we're talking with best ball, for example, you know, what guys are you going to take at what spot? And there's some toss ups there. We're talking like Mike Evans spot right now. Antonio Gibson going at RB40 was one. So, you know, if you're interested in fantasy football, best ball, that stuff's going right now. Three million dollar prize to the winner. Yeah, we're talking about that stuff on. And again, that's going to be on Tuesday, Wednesday, Maddie Scherenbrock. episode of that is going to be on she joined the show here on an episode um sat down with her talking kind of the the collegiate club volleyball experience so um hearing about you know how big right the ncvf right is um and just talking about that and then also just how she's you know how, how it's gone right the first few years so I recommend checking that episode out as well but and that'll be on wednesday and then we'll have some betting content coming out at the end of the week but otherwise, again, if you want to see content every day at Drew Sports Crew on YouTube, Drew's or I said that wrong. At Drew Sports Crew on TikTok and on YouTube, Drew Sports Crew, check that out. And also, right, Drew Sports Crew on Instagram as well. Got it all for you there. So that's the announcements wise. That's what we're looking looking at here during this week. And again, this is episode one fifteen. So yeah, time flies when you're having fun, but. We'll go here right away to right, we're gonna be talking about some when I say relevant content. We're talking about the playoffs right now for EWC Spring Sports. The ones we can talk about. I'll talk about that here. And then also we're gonna transition into week nine of the Milwaukee Brewers, some week eight recap. The week actually isn't done as of recording, right? We still have a Sunday game, but I can kind of tell you how it's fared, my prediction. And I'm not gonna give my official record prediction on here. You're gonna have to check out the content, the the posts. But I'll go through those matchups right now and just kind of my first thoughts, impressions. So we'll get through that here. Let's start right away with EWC Spring Sports. I talked about the conference leaders, conference champs, and whatnot last week. We're going to be focusing on the playoffs, as I said, in this one. So we'll start with baseball. Uh, we're going to go to D2. Yeah, Division 2 We're going to go and look what's going on there for baseball. So the first games are going to be... Th- Thursday, May 25th, 
So coming up here. So I said Tuesday. That's for softball. Don't worry. Thursday here we have some games already. And we're going to go right down to the bottom right of for this Division Two bracket of sectionals 1 and 2. And we'll find Chilton. We'll find them as the one seed. Um, and I'll talk about Chilton being D2 in baseball, but D3 in softball. So I found that interesting, Brian. We talked about how dominant this Tigers team has been this season. So again, them as the number one seed, rightfully so, right? And then Sheboygan Falls, they are the nine. They have to go to Wapaka, the eight. Other teams in sectional one, or sectional two, my apologies. We're looking at right, so like Xavier, uh I thought Two Rivers was over here. Um, actually, right, it's going to be Sheboygan Falls and Chilton. So Two Rivers got put in sectional two, like also in sectional two, but the top right. And Two Rivers, so they're with Freedom. They got to go to Freedom on Thursday. So it, interesting how they kind of balanced out this the sectional right to years past. It, it almost seems right we talked uh, Two Rivers getting them some sort of conference realignment in football, uh, right? They're kind of playing some of these schools that they would be playing in that new conference, right? In the, in this WIA playoff game uh, here, on that, I'll be on Thursday is that one. So there's three teams in division two, and then we'll go to division three. And that's where we're going to find, right? A section full of EWC teams. So we go again to the bottom right of sectional two in division three, and that's where we'll find number one seed Kiwani, not an EWC team, right? But we'll find them playing the winner of Lords Academy and New Holstein. So New Holstein, they get to host that game, the eighth seed. Roncalli, the 13 seeds, going to Mishkot, the four seed. And then we have uh, below that, we have Valder's getting the 11. And what is going to happen here, Valder's got has to go to Howard's Grove, the sixth seed. The winner there has to go to Southern Door. Not ideal. Brilliant gets a home game. They're gonna they're gonna play Amro, number ten Amro, seven ten game there. Winner goes to Keel. So kind of seeing where the other schools fared and kind of where they ended up. That's exactly what we're looking at. So that's like Division three, Division two for baseball. We're gonna mon- be monitoring those games uh, next for next week's episode. We'll be going through kind of the results of these first two and then giving a Giving a preview for those regional final games, as or really, I mean, it's going to be those regional games Tuesday, May 30th, Wednesday, May 31st. We'll be going through both of those, right? And then, um, going, we're actually going to go right away to softball because you know, baseball, right? Two divisions there, divisions two and three, those are the ones you need to know. Sectionals two for both, so that's how we're going to find these EWC teams. If you want to look again, and special thanks to the WIA tournament pages, they're providing all the info we need. We already had some softball games, so I can actually give you some scores on that. So the softball games were actually held Thursday, May 18th. So again, when you're hearing this, uh, Tuesday, May 23rd is going to be those those next set of regional games. But there are already some regional games we can talk about how it's fared. I'll start again, Division 2. Only makes sense. But again, I don't think we actually have any the EWC teams in Division 2. They actually all ended up in Division 3. Softball does a lot nicer in this case. And actually, oh, Two Rivers, my apologies. They end up being there. Um, also, Sheboygan Falls, Kohler are a co-op team. Uh, looks like, again, uh, Grafton won that one via forfeit. But then Two Rivers, they played at Ripon. 
The nine verse eight, Ripon wins that one in five, 17 to four. But otherwise, not anything else going on there in Division Two. Let's go to Division Three. That's where it actually ended up really nice in these sectionals. All the EWZ teams ended up together. So, you know, talk about making it easy to follow for something like this, or if you all want to follow, uh, very, very easy, right? Division three sectionals, sectional two again, bottom right, all teams are there. Pretty easy. They get thrown in with um, with like Kiwani, Southern Door, Mishikot, right? But Holstein gets the one. They played number eight Valders, and number eight Valders, they play them because they got the win over number nine Sturgeon Bay at Valders, 11 to one was the final there. And then number five, number four, um, so number five, Kiwani, another number four, Southern Dora squaring off. And the winner of that game is going to play the winner of this New Holstein-Valors game. Again, number one, New Holstein. We talked about how dominant New Holstein and Chilton have been in, in both sports. What's interesting is, right, we and I think New Holstein was deserving of the one, but they had a tough spot to see. They were not given, you know, the people who decide the seeds here at that coach's meeting or whatnot. We're not given an easy call here. Number two, Chilton. Right? We talked about how dominant Chilton was in softball as well. They're given the two seed. It, it feels as if, you know, they would be the one seed in any other sectional. Right? It's just the matter of how this seed ends up going through. Uh, so. Unfortunate there, but again, Chilton being the two there, you can almost expect a Chilton New Holstein matchup. Brilliant gets the sixth seed, and they will play Mishikot, the number three seed. And then, right, Keel and Amro, the seven versus 10 game. It was at Keel. Keel wins that one, 11 to 1 and 5. They are going to be playing Chilton. So, Keel and Chilton, Brilliant Mishikot, Kiwani Southern Door, New Holstein Valders. So we do have to find Roncalli. So I did say it was mostly easy. So they're going to take us to D4, and we're going to find them most likely with, you know, Manitowoc Lutheran and other teams included. I found them here. So we have Roncalli, the three seed. They're going to be playing Reedsville, the six. So they're going to, and they're going to play the winner of, if they win that game, Roncalli or Reedsville, winner of that is going to play Howard's Grove, the seven. Who won nine to four, or they're going to be playing state, number two, St. Mary Catholic. Mantalk Lutheran, you know, of local interest. Mantalk Lutheran got the four seed. They are going to be playing number five, St. Mary's Springs. So there is your EWC squads in girls softball and then also baseball as well. I was looking for girls soccer, right? Because there's some info out on that. Um, however, I it, it's unfortunate, but it's the the brackets aren't really put together, at least what what I'm seeing right now. If I'm if they're not updating it yet, I apologize, but I do not have it. First games are Tuesday, May 30th. However, so next week's episode will be focusing on that, as I was not able to cover it, as I don't have sufficient information to cover it. Right? How are you supposed to talk about these games, talk about the matchups when they don't update it? It's not updated yet. Last updated May 5th. So we'll be waiting on that. Just wanted to keep you all updated why I'm not covering those other sports um, on that because I don't, I unfortunately don't have the information I talked about, you know, even last year, right? Um, spring sport information is tough to come around. So if you all have any information, anything you need to send in, feel free to send it in at your sports crew at EWC underscore sports. I can check both of those, get that information out on the show. So 
that's gonna wrap up the EWC side here, right? It was like, okay, not much, but that's where we are. It's playoff time. We have some baseball talk now. All right, we're gonna talk about the Milwaukee Brewers. Unfortunate week so far, but I talked about it, it was a tough week, you know, tough upcoming week of games. I had the Brewers though. I had them three and three this week. Right now, we could potentially go two and four. So tells you the record prediction challenge, not a win this week. However, if the Brewers win tomorrow, right? I mean, it's like, okay, I didn't get the record right. I had a perfect record last week, perfect predicted the games. I had Brewers losing to Tampa on Friday because Shane McClanahan, not a good matchup. Hauser, I'm looking through it. Uh, they lose that. They lose today. Right? I had them losing these first two games. I have them win. I had them winning tomorrow. So hopefully, you know, if my predictions are right, right? I have Tampa Bay losing tomorrow. I have Freddie Peralta right, that he's pitching. I have the Brewers salvaging game three of the series. I had them fishing three and three. I had them winning. Um, I actually the series kind of flopped. So I um with St. Louis, I had them winning the games they lost. I had them winning Monday, Wednesday. Monday, I couldn't have been more wrong. They lost 18 to 1. Right. It was disaster. Right? It was one of those games like, okay. Um, everything went St. Louis's way. You win Tuesday though, three to two, and then right, you get shut out. It, it's the bats, right? The bats haven't been there this week, and that's kind of what I was afraid of. You play the Cardinals when they get hot, but that win on that win on Tuesday, you know, is it fair to say it was one of the best wins of the year? Right? They win three to two. A Piomps comes up big. Williams comes up big. You know, Weimer unfortunately mis- misjudges that ball. If you have not seen that, it was unfortunate, but. Um, you know, uh, what happened in this one, right? It was Wade Miley, it was Wade Miley getting exiting with injury, IL stint for him, and they're able to, you know, they lose 18 to 1 the, the, for the day before. Miley exits after five. How are you going to win this one? You know, and it, it, it came up, it came down to the bullpen. Bullpen pitched phenomenally in this game, and then. Like getting those big hits, Brian Anderson had a solo home run in this in this game. Adamas had the RBI double. Weimer had a home run, right? But just the bullpen getting together on this game made it an exciting win for the Brewers. But then Wednesday, you get shut out, right? Not not good. And then you get shut out Friday, so they didn't score runs for eighteen innings there straight between those two. And then Saturday. Um, what do you say, Eric Lauer? Um, I mean, I, I, we've talked about the the velocity being down. He's a guy who I prefer to pull up like the baseball savant numbers, right? Looking at kind of that for him because you know he gives up. It, it was three home runs today. Every ball was hit hard. You know, it wasn't like it wasn't like it was the unlucky stuff that we can see in like fifth or you know some of our stats, Sierra. Are the some of the ERA indicators that kind of tell us, you know, what, what kind of batted ball data we're looking at with the hits? But what we saw today off air, you know, the Derek Lauer's throwing the balls were just flying, right? And right, talking about Lauer, right, 27 right now, too. It's like, okay, ERA's five and a half, right? Uh, strikeouts, he's not even striking out a batter per inning. And yeah, he's throwing the fastball 44 percent of the time, but it is not effective. I mean, the the bat the the fastball. Um, I got the numbers up right now. Um, 
and I'll try to like sum this up for people who might not understand some of these stat cast stats, but uh, I can tell you hitters are expected to bat 264 off of it with a expected weighted on base average of 90 or of the right of 375 exit below of 93 miles per hour. I'll tell you that's a lot. Uh, and then the other, the other big one for it is, this the expected slugging is 548. That is pretty a pretty big number for your fastball expected slugging percentage. So hitters are hitting his fastball for extra bases and they're hitting it hard. Is is the summary of it? And also the fastball velo. I can get you I'll get those numbers up here. Right? It's an absolute disaster right now. Um can't I find velocity? There it is. Um but just this whole stack as page, it's it's all blue, which means it's in the lower percentile, which is not a good indicator. His expected ERA is, is almost six. So um I can tell you those are not gonna be numbers we want to see. His fastball right now is averaging ninety point eight. It was averaging it was up to ninety seven, ninety five last year. Um so I mean we're we're looking at you know, a guy who's going to get, he's going to get sent down. Uh, I, I, you know, I think if it's not tomorrow, I think we're going to hear the here Monday, but otherwise they're going to put him back in the bullpen, but I, he was rushed in the, or into the back in the rotation. We know they're going to skip his turns. He pitches five and two thirds scoreless against Kansas city. It's like, okay, it's against Kansas city, but he pitched well, he was looking good. Let's bring him back in. And sure enough, it didn't work out. So, Frustrating there, but yeah, you know, Brewers were kind of pinched because they Miley's out, you know, they get Hauser back, but Woodruff's still out, you know, and it's like Peralta don't want to have him go deep into games in this point tomorrow, especially. So, you know, it's just kind of monitoring these guys. It's in May, not a good week, tough opponents. Um, but, you know, it doesn't get easier. Uh, Brewers play Houston for three Monday through Wednesday. So transitioning here into the Brewer Prediction Challenge, right? Brewers play Houston for three games, Monday through Wednesday. These are seven home games next week. You know, love to hear that, but 6.40 p.m. on Monday, 6.40 on Tuesday, 12.10 on Wednesday. So earlier games, too. But, okay. Not good. You know, Houston defending World Series champs, and they're just an absolute pitching lab, right? You, you know the... The Brewers are considered the pitching lab, you know, of the a of the NL, but Astros really they've been able to put together, you know, bring up some guys who have just who just are have phenomenal stuff. So gotta be a tough series, probably scoring runs is kind of what I'm alluding at. And that's what the Brewers have struggled with. Not looking forward to those three, but then you get San Francisco, a team again the Brewers have struggled against, it seems, the last few seasons. You get San Francisco for four. 6:40 on Thursday, 7:10 on Friday, 3:10 on Saturday. That's the Christian Yelch Patriotic Jersey Day. Yes, and then Sunday at 1:10. So seven games. I'm not giving my prediction yet. I want to wait until we have more information regarding pitching matchups and such. So I'm gonna keep those in mind. But again, seven games on the slate, seven home games. So we love to see that, but. Not really with the opponents there, but going through baseball, you know, I want to talk 
go more going through the Brewers here, talking through some of the stats, team leaders, war leaders. I always love to ask the question, if you all want to guess right now while you're listening, who is leading the Milwaukee Brewers in in war so far this year? You know, if you think through it, you know, it's like, okay, keep my, it's right, wins above replacement. So I'm thinking about that. The leader in war right now is William Contreras, right? Catcher, uh, good defensive numbers, one of the best defensive catchers, and has an OPS plus of 100. So, right, league average, but having an OPS also of 721 from the catcher position is kind of, you know, that's going to do it. So he leads the team with 1.1 war. Christian Yelich, 0.9 war. He's actually, you know, if if he keeps up the pace he's at right now, he's actually playing like, you know, like he's worth the contract he's currently under. Although that is just seven home runs and 23 RBIs so far this year with nine stolen bases, that's that's actually enough to, you know, play at 746 OPS, 106 OPS plus. Defense has been okay. Arm still not there, right? It won't be there probably for the rest of his career. Um, then, right, Willie Adamas, Devin Williams, Brandon Woodruff, although not healthy right now. Garrett Mitchell's still 0.7. You know, he's a, he's a, um, a guy who we really, really wish we had back. Owen Miller's at 0.64. Well, we got to talk about that. Owen Miller has been phenomenal, right? In, in the time he's had, he's 29 of 84. Translates again to 345 batting average, 847 OPS right now. One home run, seven RBIs, four stolen bases, right? And then also four walks to 12 strikeouts. So he's, you know, he's looked really well. I mean, having him kind of be that utility guy. And then also having like Wink or DH, although, right, the ejection today, um, you know, and it, it, I guess just to go on that ejection, the rules were followed correctly, yes, right? Um, it does not matter if the pitcher is ready or not. It matters if the hitter is ready. Hitter was not. It's just, um, it's just a terrible, like, pitch clock is okay. The way the pitch clock is being enforced, not, not great, you know, and that's kind of how we expected it, but. Pitch clock's good for baseball, um, but the enforcement has not been not been good. Right, it's been been terrible, just upsetting people, which I get. You know, maybe um, on the other side, frustration might occur as well. But oh well, Winker again being the DH. Uh, his numbers have been okay this year. Um, hasn't really lived up to the. He still has no. He still has yet to homer in 103 plate appearances. So. That's where it's kind of like it's been okay, kind of underwhelming. You know, and Terang's cooled off. Um, Teleza's cooled off to a sense. Still OPS at 847. And he's also still at 10 home runs. Um, Willie is still bad too a lot. But, you know, like the average for T, you know, for this Brewers team is never going to be the strong suit. Hint for average. But those were kind of, you know, the average. the averages for every guy except Owen Miller have fallen off big time. Talking through pitching, right here before we wrap up, right Burns has really found you know kind of his groove as of late. Um, ERA plus is kind of back where we expect it to be. ERA itself is three round three and a half. You know uh, Lauer again. It says Lauer's at four point five. I don't know if it updated after today's start. Is what I'm thinking, but you know like Williams, Piomps, Bryce Wilson, Sirzlecki, all these guys have looked good. Also, Hobie Milner. Um, the whole bullpen, bullpens look good. I'm going to shout out again Elvis Piguero as well. In his limited time, 12 and two-thirds, he's looked 
He's looked pretty good. It hasn't been like the strikeouts. It's been more of just like the soft contact, which has been really good to see for for Piguero. Um, and also just complimenting this Brewers bullpen. Trevor McGill as well, a name you might have might be hearing more. Um, pitched a scoreless inning, so it, it's good to see too. Um, happy what I'm seeing with with McGill right now. We know he's got a plus plus fastball in terms of stuff and with baseball savant right, in terms of spin rate too. So I kind of like the intuition behind that trade uh, for the Brewers with the Twins. It's worked out so far. So like like we're seeing from McGill. Um, but otherwise, you know, rotation. Honestly, Hauser pitched very well on Friday, right? As much as, you know, I'm not confident in Hauser as I was in 2021. I was a proponent of having him actually piggyback starts with Lauer when they both were, you know, just like two years ago, like, Hauser and Lauer were had better ERAs than Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff in the second half of 2021 at post all-star break from that, you know, second half of the season. It's the one of the craziest stats to me. And now two years later, uh, they both, you know, Hauser is starting to pick it back up, but Lauer just can't, lost it. And it's just really hard to see, man. Oh, so that's been, that's been something, but. I'm I'm feeling optimistic for this Brewers team. Get healthy. Glad Colin Ray's going to be back up. He pitched decent in his starts, even though it's an 0 three record. He's he's pitched decent. You know he's done enough where, you know I know the FIP and some of the other underlying numbers don't show it, but he has you know he's limited some hard contact and I don't mind him being up right now in those in that spot start role. Um, yeah, we need Miley back. We need Woodruff back. Um, main two guys, and that's that's what we're looking at. Also, Luis Arias, he's playing in some simulated, you know, he's playing some spring games, like extended spring training games or whatnot. Um, so I think we're gonna have him back. I'm thinking like two weeks at least. So it's kind of the timetable. Looking forward to having Urias back. Also, Voigt was rehabbing already with Nashville. So two guys who are gonna be coming back soon. Some moves, corresponding moves will be made. But that is kind of it here for the EWC, you know, plus Brewer talk right on the Saturday night, or it'll be aired right for you all listening Monday. You'll be hearing this. So again, announcements, but I talked through the schedule. You have all that down um, at your sports crew, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Drew sports crew, YouTube. I'll say it one more time. And again, I want to thank you all for listening here. to yet another episode of Drew sports crew, the perfect podcast for you.